Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Round 13 is upon us, of course. It's a origin-affected round, Supercoach 365, to navigate you through this week. Of course, a big round 12 just gone. Ryan Selvage here with Tommy Hudson again down the line. We do it for topsport.com.au. Tommy, how are you, bud? Not too bad, mate. Uh, looking forward to origin. This this round is really tricky, though. I've been looking at my classic team for the past 48 hours, trying to work out if I'm going to even manage to get a full, or well, at least 13 players would be a win at the moment, but uh, doing my best. Yeah, we'll go through that in our talking points a little bit later in terms of uh, amount of players playing this week. Uh, I know we've had plenty of questions through what's a good number, what is an average number of uh, players lining up in round 13. Of course, a buy-affected round and just four games coming our way. We'll get to those in just a matter of moments as well. But let's go through round 12. Tommy, we've got a little bit more time tonight. We you know, got some feedback last week. We're a bit rushed, but uh, we're a bit better placed this week. Let's go through round 12. And I guess we start at the first game of the week, the Storm up against the Broncos in round 12. And Nico Hines stole the show again, another big score. And he just continues to impress there without Ryan Pappenhausen at the back. Yeah, well, he's, he's almost rivaling Isaiah Papali as the surprise packet in Supercoach this year, really, because everyone knew of Hines before the season started as a good fill-in for Ryan Pappenhausen. But, God, he's just taken it and run with it since Pappenhausen's been injured. And his scores, which I'm sure you'll go through in a minute, the last six weeks are just unbelievable. Yeah, uh, six-week average, the past six weeks, that is 123. Uh, that had rivaled the very best of uh, Tom Travojevic and David Fafita when he was scoring hat-tricks almost every second week. Nico Hines, his past six scores, we'll go through them very quickly here, a 98, a 69, a 96, and his past three scores, all bigger than 138. There was 182, 138, and 156 in there. Uh, his most recent score against the Broncos, as we say, last week. A lot of people had the VC on him last week. I think you did as well, Tommy. So uh, a good win for you on that front because uh, other names uh, like Nathan Cleary, 44% captain he was, and Tom Travojevic as well, uh, 15% captain. They flopped. So 
um, a good win there for you, for yourself and uh, plenty of others who managed to find Nico Hines with the vice captain. Yeah, well, it did stand out as a good fixture. I guess the Storm always performs so well up at Suncorp and Brisbane aren't the best defensive unit as we know, but I was pretty much set to captain uh, Cleary unless Hines went absolutely spectacular and then... What do you get? 152, uh, 156. You couldn't really say no to that, so it did work out well for me, yeah. What is that now for the Storm? I think that's something like uh, their past eight or nine matches now. They've scored more than 40 points, and um, it could even be more than that. I think they've won those matches, obviously, by 13-plus as well. So they're on some little streak here, and I know in the past it's been a case of, well, defensive teams will win the premiership, but could the Storm buck the trend this year? I know Penrith are obviously going very well on the other side of the ball in terms of their defence and the points that they're not leaking, but... Can Melbourne go on and win this grand final, you know, 40 points to 36 against the Panthers, let's say, and and buck that trend of needing to be an excellent defensive team to win the competition with these new rules in place? Well, if it's going to happen ever, it's this year, obviously, just with the with the rules you just mentioned. They're, they're changing the game. The, the over and under points totals for each game are just so high this year. So it really is an attacker's sort of season. I think the most remarkable thing about the Melbourne streak that they're going on at the moment in terms of their 13-plus their margins is that probably the past five, six weeks, they've had a lot of injuries every week, and they're, they're dishing out teams that don't really look that strong on paper, but they're still putting away sides. Yeah, one of those injuries, of course, has been Harry Grant, and key to filling that void has been Brandon Smith. And uh, you brought him in last week. Talk us through, uh, I guess, your thoughts behind that, uh, the bye week in mind, round 13, of course. But... Brandon, uh, he's got a pretty good run of fixtures coming up, and I know that uh, you're very keen on uh, keeping him in this side, at least for uh, throughout the Origin window. But there's probably scope to leave him in this team uh, until the rest of the year, given the way that he's playing and the way that he's scoring. Yeah, well, obviously Harry Grant's injury was the catalyst to bring him in, but as I said last week, good good fixtures. Brisbane last week, Gold Coast this week, and then the Warriors and Tigers. So they're, they're really good opportunities for him to score. And obviously playing the bye week as well. But look, long term, you could keep him. I probably will obviously assess where his price is at at that stage when you have hookers like Harry Grant coming back and even Damien Cook if he could find some of his old form. Yes, and uh, Cook, he found a little bit of that form last week. So did uh, Dane Gagai and Alex Johnson. Jeez, weren't they impressive against uh, the Eels, the Rabbitohs, that is. Uh, another man who stood up last week was James Tedesco and 6.5% of Supercoaches captain him. And I put this into the run sheet here, Tommy, and I know you've had a look at this, but his past three scores here of 131, 97, and 105 uh, in the lead-up to this State of Origin series. Is Teddy starting to hit his straps here, you know, with Origin in mind and then getting through this period unscathed? We hope he does. Um, do you think he's a viable option at at that fullback slot to finish the year, given what you've seen at the start of the year and, the you know, the injuries that the Roosters have with Kiri and obviously Sam Walker uh, still finding his feet in the first Yeah, game. Sam Walker is a bit up and down, as are the Roosters, but like, like you've said with Tedesco there, his last three scores all above 97. He does look to be hitting some form, and does it coincide with Origin? It probably does, and... Look, I probably will look to finish the season with him. Fitness, uh, obviously, if his fitness is intact, I think he's going to be down to a pretty reasonable price for someone like James Tedesco. So I think it'll be hard not to include him after the origin period. And those uh, 6.5% that captained him, geez, they would have uh, held their breath, wouldn't they, um, when he went off early on in that game. But sure enough, he came back and I think he uh, had a hand in a try. He might have scored one as well. I think we'd had a few beers by that point on Saturday night. So my memory's not the clearest. But talking of Teddy's run home, let's just go through it here. Uh, let's just get past this origin series and look from round 18 onwards. Uh, the Cowboys away, which isn't an easy fixture uh, going off current form. But then a run of games back at the SCG against the Knights, uh, the Parramatta Reels, the Panthers. Again, probably one of uh, those three fixtures you'd, you'd find favourable. 
but then the games to finish the year in you know importantly in Supercoach finals terms from rounds 22 to 25 uh, against the Broncos the Dragons, the Rabbitohs at the SCG, and then they finish off with the Raiders in Canberra. So all in all, you'd say that that's a pretty decent enough run home for Teddy and the Roosters. If they can string a few wins together, you'd think that Teddy would be a big part of that. Yeah, exactly right. And as I said, the price is going to be pretty pretty low. It is low at the moment. So you're not going to really get an opportunity to get Teddy at such a low price many many times in his career. So I'm gonna I'm probably going to cash in on it. After the buy round, but obviously we need to see him get through Origin first. You speak of that good run for the Storm, and that can probably work in your favour if you are looking to get to Teddy via uh, and Nico Hines if you own him. And I checked this today. I think he was only owned still by 27% of super coaches, Nico Hines. And I find that quite incredible given um, the you know the role that the Melbourne fullback has played. It's almost been a plug-and-play for the last 10 years. Slater did it first, but then... I know Jerome Hughes had some success before Ryan Pappenhausen and now Nico Hines just carries uh, that Melbourne number one jersey uh, along in this post-Slater era. Uh, that's enough of round 12. Let's get into our rankings from round 12 before we jump ahead to round 13. Tommy, I know he scored really, really well last week. Tell us, how'd you go and um, did you see any green arrows last yeah, week? Yeah, well, it was all down to Nico Hines, as, you, as we said before. Uh, top 1% score of 1379. I think the top score was in the 600s, though, so he's absolutely smashed it. Whoever's got the top score, or she, not going to be sexist on this, but uh, yeah, so a little bit off the pace there, but still in top 1%. Absolutely thrilled with that. Obviously down to Hines, but also with Cleary and Turbo, probably the two most popular captain options. They both really underscored, especially Cleary, home to the dogs. Everyone had him down for another 100. He only got, I think, 54. So, yeah, it was a bit disappointing for those who captained Cleary and uh, top 4% overall total score. And before we move on to round 13, here's some breaking news down the line tonight. Uh, we've started this podcast waxing lyrical about Nico Hines and probably fitting that we uh, wrap up this first segment with some news on his future uh, he's off to the Sharks on a three-year deal. This is just coming through via the Daily Telegraph tonight. Uh, we're recording this, of course, on a Tuesday night. And Nico Hines off to the Sharks. Tommy, what does that mean for the Sharks? And more importantly, what does it mean for Nico? Um, he's been a bit of a stopgap solution, but that won't be the way forward for Nico Hines at the Sharks, you'd imagine. Yeah, well, I think as much as Melbourne wanted to keep him, he had to leave. He's too good to be sitting on the bench behind other players. So it's a great signing by Cronulla. He's probably the hottest property on the market at the moment. As a Canberra fan, I'm disappointed because I really wanted to see him play in Lime Green. We need someone like him with a bit of speed. But for the Sharks, look, I obviously don't know what Craig Fitzgibbon's thinking for 2022, but I'd probably have him in at 5'8", partnering Sean Johnson in the halves and Kate Will Kennedy at fullback. What would you think? Yeah, I mean, there's plenty to consider there. I think Nico's obviously um, so versatile. He gives them a lot of options, and it's probably been one thing that the Sharks have been lacking, particularly around their halves in recent times. Matt Moylan's been hamstrung. Uh, quite literally with his injury concerns. Will Kennedy's come along in leaps and bounds at the back. So you'd think he'd start at six. Uh, What that means for Sean Johnson's future, we probably have to wait and see uh, in the coming days, weeks or months, uh, depending on how long it takes. That's enough on that. Let's get into round 13. But uh, And we start this as we do. This is our favourite segment, isn't it, Tommy? Plenty coming through, and let's start with them here. Some familiar names on this list. Uh, Where should we start? Let's start at the top with Blake Penton. Uh, he says, is Palacia a buy even on the bench? Of course, he's talking about Keenan Palacia from the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, they actually kick us off uh, in that matchup against the Dragons in round 13. So a good little segue there into the first game of the round. Uh, is Palacia a buy even on the bench for the Broncos? Uh, obviously scored a try on debut against the Roosters. But looking long term, the Broncos look fairly well stacked off in their forwards and 
for mine personally, I would say no, Tommy. I don't think it. I you know, depending on what the team's like. For my, for me personally, I won't be bringing in Palacia, uh, saving trades, and I'm not really in the game of making cash anymore. Uh, so for me, a no. But uh, can you see a reason why anyone would want to buy Palacio? Uh, probably with you there. I think maybe if he had have had a few runs early in the year, like when you were looking to make some cash, maybe then you'd think about getting him in for a couple of weeks. But I don't know. At this stage of the year, you're really just trying to plan for buys and plan for the for the post-origin period. I don't really see how he fits into to anyone's plans. But he's, he played... 80 and then 70 minutes in two games so far. So it is promising for the future for him anyway. Yeah, probably one for the 2022 basket more so than the uh, remainder of 2021. Another one here from Lob1. Cheapy options. Again, uh, this kind of goes off the back of what Blake's asked there. Cheapy options in job security on Lukey uh, or Lucky from the Cowboys, Suwali, uh, Palacia and Jacob Arthur. Uh, We've already touched on Palacia there. Arthur, I actually brought him in last week with the thinking that he's probably to be the next man up behind Dylan Brown or Mitchell Moses if they were to get an injury. Suwali, I think we saw at the weekend what he can do, and I think he's pretty secure in this team as long as there's... I mean, there always seems to be injuries at the Roosters. Uh, in terms of Lukey or Lucky, again, I don't know if I'm saying that right or wrong, at the Cowboys, Tommy, what do you reckon? Uh, personally, again, it's probably not for me, but um, has impressed in recent uh, performances for the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with him. I did hear a little bit before he debuted that he was meant to be a strong talent, and then the chase he did the other night at Reese Walsh was really, a, I suppose, the best moment in his career so far. I know he didn't stop the try, but it was very impressive how he how he chased him down. Um, I say you get a spot on the bench most weeks for the Cowboys, but is he really worth having a new classic team? Probably not, but... Just on Suwali as well, he did play well the other night, but just like with Trent Robinson, I'm not sure if he will pick him every week. Just being 17, I think you really want to manage him, and they have games coming up against Penrith and Melbourne. I'm not sure if he'll be in both of those, if any. Yeah, I mean, um, Robinson held him off until they found the Broncos, which on paper looked an easy fixture, turned out not to be, but... um He's very calculated, Trent Robinson, and he's not going to throw Suwali to the Wolves quite yet. Um, but again, they might need to test him in these sort of games because they will come up against you know these two teams in the finals, uh, assuming they do finish off the year in the top eight. You'd expect them to be the Roosters. They're still one of the best teams in the comp on their day. Another question here from Cooper Young. Jeez, this bloke just lives in our DMs. Uh, thoughts on Corey Norman to replace Jerome Luai for the origin period. Now we're talking my language here. Uh, I was all over Corey Norman probably two weeks too early. Um, has actually made a little bit of money and has a low break even this week of six. So I guess we weren't entirely wrong with our thoughts on Norman. I actually think Dufty being out hurt Norman more than it hurt anyone else in that team because Norman is so dependent on you know his right-hand man in Dufty throwing try assists or you know, line break assists and such. So having Dufty back helps Norman a hell of a lot, doesn't it, Tommy? Yeah, absolutely. The Dragons is so much a stronger team with Dufty in it, and then that helps Norman as well, as you said. I think also a thing helping Norman, or help the other night anyway, was uh, the fact that he kicked goals. Uh, Lomax being out means that it falls to Norman. I'm not sure how many more weeks Norman's out for. I think it's only one or two. But I suppose owners or potential buyers of Norman will be hoping it's a bit longer because with matches against the Broncos, Bulldogs, Raiders and Warriors, that's a very good run for the Dragons and Norman. So they'll be hoping he can hold on to the goal kick a little bit longer. Yeah, I think uh, just one more week for Lomax. So uh, round 14, they should be back, but then they do have the Bulldogs. So maybe if there's even just one extra week where Lomax might be rested and if 
Uh, Griffin wants to wrestle Max in a fixture that they probably should be winning um, on paper, although the Bulldogs have improved in recent times as well. So there's no easy games in the NRL, it seems, anyway, unless you're playing the Bulldogs. Uh, the Cashos asks, the best four finishing halves to keep from Sean Johnson, uh, Cody Walker, Jerome Hughes, currently they are running Cleary and Nicarima. So they're obviously looking to trade... Uh, one of these two, or or uh, some of their, I guess, non-playing halves to two guns. Let's talk about Sean Johnson first here, Tommy. You kept a keen eye on uh, SJ throughout all of this season. I know you have. Um, what have you made of his last couple of performances, and especially on the weekend against the Titans? I thought he looked somewhere back close to near his best and. Uh, kicking goals, I think he went seven from seven on the weekend as well, and that always is a bonus. Yeah, well, having Chad Townsend out of the team means the goal kicking's back to, to SJ, and that's a massive help. As he said, seven from seven the other day. I think he'll keep the goal kicking for the rest of the year now. You'd think that was really his best game of the year, but it, it coincided with actually being fit. He'd had so many injuries to start the season, and the games he did play, they were getting pumped by 48, so he can't do much in those either. So I think he's uh, he's one to follow, but I don't know. In the halfback slot, I think uh, you have to have Nathan Cleary maybe as if 5'8", he could run SJ. Adam Hobbs asks, Hines bound to be a season-long keeper as he retains a spot in the starting side. Yeah, I mean, we've spoken already uh, a lot about Nico Hines. I don't know about Ryan Pappenhausen if, when, or when he's coming back. It's probably the biggest concern uh, around Hines' job security going forward. But, I mean, there's no need to risk Ryan Pappenhausen back when you've got someone like Nico Hines uh, commanding points goal kicking at the back he can just about do it all so will you be keeping Nico Hines season long Tommy given the fact that you know Pappenhausen's probably only one knock away from sitting out another month beyond the month that he's already spent on the sideline I'm not sure it's a good question I think I reckon Adam Hobbs there is more talking about maybe once Paps is back does Hines slot into the centers possibly and that sees George Jennings make way and push Shreemers to the wing was that how you think Bellamy will go you'd find it incredibly hard to leave him out of this team and I think if he's in Jersey 14, you'd be constantly looking for ways to get him into the game. Next one here from Chris Purser. He says, is Turbo a sell considering he doesn't play the next two rounds most likely? Uh, obviously sitting out this weekend through Origin and Manly's bye. And then uh, expecting him to get a rest. Uh, Chris might be in round 14. Of course, they have the Cowboys uh, in that game. So I don't know Dez's history on resting players after Origin, but... Would you consider selling Tommy regardless, given what you saw last week? He's obviously probably at the the height of his cash-making potential, uh, big BE as well the next time he steps out. Would you consider selling Tom Travojevic uh, now, Tommy? Uh, Look, it's a tricky one. I've got Turbo at the moment, and it probably just comes down to if there's any obvious, I suppose, fullback to go to. And I don't really think there is because Ponga, Latrell, and Teddy, they're all going to be sort of occupied during Origin and wouldn't really go to them during that period and I've already got Hines as well so look I'll probably just keep him because if he does play during the origin period there's games against Titans and Bulldogs which look uh, really enticing for him. I will say this I would not be trading this week from Tom Travojevic to Nico Hines Um, definitely won't be or wouldn't be if I didn't own Nico already you're not buying Nico Hines this week I know he's playing out of his skin um, but that's just not the right move long term um, given everything we've said there about Nico Hines playing beyond the origin window. Consistently, that is. Uh, Mitchie Musket, uh, one of the great mans. Tommy, um, 
Former Campbelltown Collegian cricket star Mitch Musket, now finding his way at the SCG, says the best looped options for round 13. Uh, Vice-captain options. Who are we vice-captaining in round 13? We'll get to this a little bit later, but uh, just having a quick look now, given the fixtures and the order which they present themselves. Uh, best VC options. Personally, I think James Fisher-Harris is probably the best of the bunch, other than that Dylan Edwards or pretty much any Panthers player in that game. Dane Laurie maybe even for the Tigers. Yeah, there's a few that you've named there. Matt Burton uh, for the Panthers. If you wanted to stretch out your VC to Saturday, you could run with a Nico Hines or a Brandon Smith and then possibly a Madison or a Papalihi if you own them on the Sunday. But I'll let you know later in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. And that wraps us up for our talking points this week. Plenty of talking points uh, getting through. Um, a couple there which we didn't get to, but uh, we will uh, endeavour to answer those other questions in the coming days on our Instagram story or Maybe we won't. We might be be too busy for that as well. So uh, let's just move on. Round 13 getting underway on Thursday night. The Dragons and the Broncos. Tommy, this one at uh, Netstrata Jubilee Stadium in Cogger, of course. And a couple of big ins for the Dragons. Matt Dufty, one of them. Uh, Ravalara on the wing, another. Josh Kerr, another. But let's just scroll all the way down to Jersey 17. Jack DeBellin, he's back for the Dragons. Almost a 1,000 days in the making. Yeah, wow, some massive ins and no bigger than JDB for sure. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people will be watching this game with a lot of interest to see how he goes. He's only had one run in New Wales Cup five days ago, or five days between then and this game, so it's it's pretty quick to uh, go to first-grade rugby league, but uh, maybe against the Broncos is a good time to throw him in, Pat. Yeah, probably um, all due respect to the Broncos, but easing him back on this... Although, I mean, we, we saw Suwali uh, make his debut against the Broncos. This is almost a debut of sorts, isn't it? So what does that say for the Broncos? Uh, of course, though, uh, Kevy's men came out and stunned the Roosters when Suwali made his debut, so maybe not the best of omens for Jack DeBellin here. Otherwise, though, uh, we've already kind of touched on what Dufty brings back to Norman's game uh, at 5'8". Michaeli Ravalawa, he's on some try-scoring run as well, so another big in in terms of the points that the Dragons will be hoping to score. They've struggled without Dufty, Lomax and Ravalawa in recent weeks, haven't they? They've just been the focal point of their attack for so long, and I think that's been evident in the past few weeks with it, uh, those three missing. Yeah, absolutely. They've played pretty They've played pretty tough the last few weeks, although they've lost both games. I think they've been in the contest for a lot of it, but having those guys back, Dufty especially, I think they'll have enough points, and they'll be desperate to win this game coming off some losses. Um, I think they're pretty good Good things to beat Brisbane on Thursday night. Interesting to see number two for the Broncos, Selwyn Cobber. I've heard a little bit about this guy. I think he's meant to be pretty good, as a lot of the young Broncos are. Uh, I don't know, maybe people, some people on Supercoach will be looking for a real cheap opportunity who's actually playing, and it could be Cobber. Yeah, um, obviously gets that spot, and this is probably the time if you are looking to start nothing or cashing out on some of those players that have made money, such as uh, uh, Jason Saab or a Dane Laurie, probably not the best example this week, Dane Laurie, but uh, um, some of these other names in that centre wing slot where you think, well, now's not a bad time to just cash them out and put the money elsewhere in this starting team. Uh, you mentioned Dragon's a good thing here, $1.47 with topsport.com.au, and they give away 6.5 at the line. The next game here on Friday night is the West Tigers up against the Penrith Panthers, a very depleted Penrith Panthers. It's almost a Penrith Panthers New South Wales Cup team, this. Uh, $1.50 favourites. They still start with topsport.com.au. The Panthers still expected to get the job done at Leichhardt Oval despite missing a host yeah, of names. Well, that form speaks for itself, as you say. I think... Leichhardt Oval isn't a fortress at all for the Tigers. They seem to get beat there every time they play. 
And the Panthers team, I know we've got so many out through Origin, but uh, it still looks very strong. That back line is just a lot better than what the Tigers are producing. And even their forwards, James James Fisher-Harris playing, is he's their leader and he's still there along with Kikau. I think they'll be uh, too good for West. Yeah, um, Fisher-Harris, again, one of those names we mentioned as a potential VC option as well. Um, I mean, you'd be spewing if you brought in Coruscant a few weeks back. You're probably looking at this week thinking, well, Damian Cook's a lock for that number nine jersey. There's probably no way that anyone's going to beat him out um, to playing hooker for New South Wales. And then this rule that the 18th man gets named and they can't go back to play Origin. You mentioned the, the Tigers' record at Leichhardt. Uh, built up as the eighth wonder of the world and that they're almost unbeaten there. I think they've only won three of their past eight or nine games there. So again, uh, proving your point that um, it's not all it's cracked up to be, Leichhardt. No, it's not. And if you've ever been there, um, <laughs> as an opposing fan, it's not the best place to go. With Tigers fans yelling, yelling out here and the bathrooms are underground. It's it's like you're going back to 1970 going to Leichhardt. Mate, that's probably being generous. Um, yeah, it's an absolute <laughs> shithole. Next game of the round, the Melbourne Storm hosting the Gold Coast Titans, funnily enough, on the sunny coast. A $1.10 favourites, the Storm start with topsport.com.au. And this is a massive line. They give away 21.5 points to the Titans, who, yeah, they were pretty average against the Sharks last week. And the Storm, they just seem to find a way to keep rolling on. Nico Hines and Jerome Hughes, they'll line up here. And you expect them to lead this attack once again, Tommy. Yeah, it looks another good, uh, good chance to either put the vice or the captain on Nico Hines. You'd have to think. The Storm last year at Sunshine Coast were untouchable. They put on so many points so often, and the Titans' defence, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but just off the top of my head, the last six to eight weeks, they concede nearly 30 every week, and the Storm will just have a field day with that. A big name coming in, if you can say that about a player on debut, is, of course, uh, the fullback, Jaden Campbell, uh, son of Preston, who makes his debut for the Titans, and uh, in doing so becomes the first father-son combo to play for the club, which was founded, of course, in 2007. So a little bit of history there. Uh, Ash Taylor comes back in at 5'8", and Jared Wallace not named for the Maroon. Last game of the round, we got through this one quite quickly. Newcastle Knights up against the Parramatta Reels, who will welcome back Reid Marnie, as we said just a couple of moments ago. Uh, the Knights, they got a win last week, Tommy, but they weren't that impressive in beating Manly, who were just completely off Yeah, the Manly were very disappointing. Tommy Turbo wasn't his usual self. Maybe he had one eye on the on the Blues camp. I don't know, but uh, they were pretty flat Manly, and Newcastle, well, they did enough to win, but uh, he'd be pretty brave to tip him this week, especially Ponga's still not there, obviously, due to origin and injury. Frizzell now out. Uh, Clem is suspended. Daniel Saifidi also out, so they're missing a lot of names. Uh, Jake Clifford, an interesting name in jersey number 18. Wouldn't be surprised if he gets the start. Yeah, I think I read somewhere today that they were going to rush him in. So named in 18, but maybe just out of respect for Connor Watson and Phoenix Crossland, you might see a change there before kickoff. For the Eels, a big name dropped was Blake Ferguson. He's gone off the wing, which sees Hayes Dunst to step in. So uh, a lot of players who have held Hayes to this point at that cheap price, uh, probably licking their lips here in round 13. Just when they needed a player to come in, they found one in Hayes. Dylan Brown comes back in in the 5-8th role, which sees uh, Jacob Arthur relegated to jersey number 20 on the reserves. So how do you see this one playing out, Tommy? The Eels uh, started uh, the Outsiders last weekend against Souths, and that price was justified given um, they were just completely blown away by the Rabbitohs last weekend. Yeah, I think it's a pretty important game for Para. Uh, I think the last couple of weeks, 
they've kind of just been shown up as pretenders again. It's happened the last few years. They go on big runs, and then as soon as they hit a few tough games, they seem to drop them, and they've done that. Uh, but they need to really sp- respond here, and they're not too impacted by Origin. I know uh, Junior Paulo was out, but really, other than that, it's a pretty strong team they've named, and Newcastle have a lot of outs, so <clears throat> Parramatta really should be getting the job done, you'd think. Eels and the Knights, that wraps us up for our round 13. Let's get into our trades now. Tommy, have you settled on your moves yeah, are you making any moves this week ahead of round Yeah, three? I need to. Um, I think at this stage I only have 11 playing this week, which is not enough. So I'm going to move David Clemmer on because he's a suspended. Uh, he's not playing around 17, and he's just not performing well. So his time has come. He's gone. James Fisher-Harris comes in, and I know he doesn't play around 17, but I'm pretty sure I'll keep him for the rest of the year once he's in the team now. And also, I've got a bit of a problem in the second row. I've got Jordan Ricky still sitting there, and he, he didn't get named this week in the 17, so I'm going to have to move him on. Sort of going to watch what happens tonight at the judiciary with Leilua. I just want somebody who's going to play this week and maybe score well. I was thinking about going to Luciano, but if he isn't eligible to play, uh, I really don't know. I'll have to uh, watch this space with my second row selection. Yeah, uh, I'm with you on that one, particularly around Luciano Leilua. Uh, I've brought him into this point, of course, pending his result at the judiciary tonight. Uh, that was a straight swap with money in the bank uh, with Jack Jozefski going out. I can't believe I've held him this whole time, Jozefski, uh, waiting for a week like this where I could just uh, move him on to something and someone much more valuable. Tommy, let's get into this. Um, bold predictions. We haven't done this in a couple of weeks. Uh, and a little bit different this week, of course, with State of Origin on next week. Uh, we're going to take on the boys from Top Sport, the Queenslanders up there in Miami, Top Sport, and Tristan and the team. Uh, good friends of the show, but they'll be enemies come next Wednesday night. So let's get into this. I want you to give me a first try scorer, an anytime try scorer, uh, and an end result, uh, New South Wales or Queensland, by how many points? I'm pretty confident in New South Wales. Uh, maybe I'm thinking in my heart, not my head, but I, I just think after last year's capitulation against Queensland where everyone expected them to win I think they'll be really smarting from that Freddie will be ensuring that they're absolutely raring to go and just that back line for me it does it for me it's five of the best players in the comp and I just can't wait to see them play with each other I know the game's in Townsville but I don't think that'll matter I'm going to go with New Wales 13 plus um anytime try score a bit of a roughy maybe Tarek Sims running a bit of a line there, and uh, first try score, I'll go Josh Adokar. Can't disagree with your try scorers there, particularly Josh Adokar. He just has a knack for scoring tries in origin. I think he scored it's either 9 in 6 or 6 in 9 origin games, so uh, pretty handy at finding the line uh, when he's wearing the sky blue. I'm going to go here, and it, it pains me to say it, but I don't think Queensland have lost a game to New South Wales in this Brad Fiddler era, so... The fact that games one and two are in Queensland, they're going to have to turn the tide here, the Blues. So I'm going to tip Queensland to get the job done next Wednesday night. I just think that they're just a much more settled team. I know you mentioned the names that New South Wales have, but you, I mean, you look at the uh, the way that Queensland managed to perform at home, and they're just always the underdog. I know they start here at the outsiders with top sport, and they just, I don't know, I just I just can't tip against them in Queensland. Uh, I have seen nothing from New South Wales, particularly that attitude down there in Adelaide last year. I didn't like it, but I can see the flip side to that with what you're saying there as well. Uh, so Queensland for mine, I'll say Queensland by two. Uh, tight one. I'm going to go anytime try scorer. I can't back against Brian. Oh, $2 he is, or $2.03 anytime. I think he scores on Origin debut. 
Uh, Valentine Holmes, I think he scores $2.24 anytime as well. Uh, first try scorer, I'm going to go with Xavier Coates. Uh, maybe a high kick across the ground uh, for Xavier Coates. Of course, if you are having a play on round 13 or uh, next Wednesday night State of Origin with Top Sport, we encourage you to do so responsibly. Tommy, that wraps us up. What a mammoth show we've had this week. Yeah, well, we owed it to people after last week's uh, pretty short and sweet one, but uh, obviously it's a pretty important week for all players with, I suppose, half the comp not playing, more than half the comp not playing when you factor in Origin players as well. So a lot of people really probably want some advice on what to do yep uh, we'll do the things a little bit differently again next week of course uh, Origin being on the Wednesday night we might come to you uh, a little bit later in the week uh, if we do come to you at all so stay tuned for that Uh, maybe apologies in advance there uh, given life and everything going on next week but uh, stay tuned to our socials in the meantime at Supercoach365 feel free to get in touch with us if you have questions heading into round 14 uh, drop them in the talking points box and we will get back to them maybe in a different way next week Uh, Tommy plenty to look forward to this week good luck Uh, enjoy State of Origin next Wednesday night this is Supercoach365 we'll talk to you next week A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.